When Sabine, my now wife, and I were dating, I had an opportunity to go for a hike with my future father-in-law, at the time, my girlfriend's father, whose name is Chris. When we were going to go for a hike, which at the time I thought was just a hike, but likely was as much of a test as it was a hike, <laughs> as he is an avid outdoorsman and hiker, and I was the city boy who was dating his daughter. I, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and Sabine warned me in advance. She said, uh, my dad, Chris, is a very good and fast hiker. And she wasn't kidding. Chris holds the record for most ascents and fastest ascent to the top of Fisher Peak. Fisher Peak is the tallest mountain in their area in the Rocky Mountains. So this is one serious hiker. <laughs> On the day of the hike, we went up together, and I struggled as quickly as I could to get up there with him, but managed to stay with him. When we got to the top of Fisher Peak, which was the hardest hike of my life, also happened to be the most beautiful hike of my life. When we got up there, we were treated to 365-degree views of the Rocky Mountains, the view that you see right here behind you. It's amazing. Even though I was utterly exhausted from trying to follow him and my knees were literally shaking, even though I was extremely nervous because I was trying to uh, impress my girlfriend's father, my future father-in-law, when I got up to the top and saw the mountains and the mountain peaks and the valley, saw this view, everything seemed to melt away. I was caught up in something bigger than myself, the glory of the mountains and the beauty. I was caught up in wonder. Wonder, the experience of getting caught up in something bigger than ourselves. And in our own city, Vancouver, with the mountain landscape, the oceans, the beautiful skyline, it's not too hard to get caught up in wonder, is it? Wonder, the experience of getting caught up in something so much bigger than ourselves. Today is Christmas Day. Today is also the final sermon in our sermon series, Why the Family Tree of Jesus Matters. For the past four weeks, we've been looking at Jesus' genealogy, paying specific attention to a number of the women who are named there. And today we're going to look at the last woman who's named in Jesus' family tree, namely Mary, the mother of Jesus. Now to set up the passage... There are shepherds out in the fields at night attending to their flocks. There is a group of heavenly hosts of angels who visit them, who tell them the good news that the Messiah has been born in a town of David called Bethlehem. This Messiah would bring God's peace and hope and joy and restoration, not only for the Jewish people, but for the world. And then we read this passage this passage from Luke 2 that one author, one writer, has called the most read passage in the most read book in all of history. It's a passage maybe you've heard before. From Luke 2, verses 15 through 20. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. 
And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Would you pray with me? Jesus, we thank you for the glory and beauty of Christmas morning, that we could sing and worship and attend to the reality that you have come. To get caught up in wonder and to get caught up in, a, in an encounter with you, the living God. Amen. The gospel writer Luke, who wrote this gospel and the selection that we just heard, is a doctor by trade, or was a doctor by trade. And we're told that even though he wasn't an eyewitness himself, that he interviewed many who were. And scholars agree that the likely source for this selection of the gospel was Mary, the mother of Jesus who Luke likely interviewed and then included Mary's own words and her own experience of what had happened. So the shepherds arrive in the house and tell the good news of who this child is. And even though every mother thinks that their child is special, in fact, these shepherds confirm that for Mary, this was absolutely true. And Luke, who's been painting a picture for us of the scene, in a way invites us now to zoom out, to see everyone in the room together, and then he tells us their shared response to this good news. In verse 18, he says, All who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. And the word that we translate and see here as amazed, given the context, I think could be and is better translated another way. Wonder. Wonder, the experience of getting caught up in something bigger than yourself. And given the news that these shepherds had just brought, this news that the helpless child sitting in a manger in front of them was in fact the Messiah, the one who would bring God's hope, help, restoration, and healing to the world. It's not hard to imagine, is it? All of them caught up in wonder. Caught up that they're a part of a story of something so much bigger than themselves. I remember a, a story of wonder that I had. I was at basketball practice awaiting a phone call. Halfway through practice, my phone rang, and it was a family member on the other side. I think it was my mom, who's here today. He said, get ready to go. Your newborn nephew has come. As quickly as I could, I got changed and packed, and our family drove that night to Calgary. I can't remember if it was that night or that morning that we finally arrived, but when we arrived, I remember holding my newborn nephew, Elijah, for the first time. 400,000 babies are born every day, but this one was special. I experienced a beauty, a glory, and a life that seemed to point beyond itself. That there was something in this world that was so much bigger than myself. As I held my newborn nephew, Elijah, I was caught up in wonder. Wonder that I and we are a part of something so much bigger than ourselves. I think the parents in the room and many of you can confirm to that reality, healing your children or other children for the first time. And we are in fact designed to experience wonder. 
I've been reading an article by the BBC called The Upside of Feeling Small. And in the article, they quote the work of Dasher Keltner, who is a professor at UC Berkeley and the founder of the Greater Good Science Center. And quoting Dasher Keltner's work, they confirm that there's a lot of empirical evidence of the benefits for those who are regularly caught up in experiences of wonder. That those who are caught up in wonder experience reduced stress, better memory, and better attention to detail. And there are relational benefits for getting caught up in wonder as well. That people who regularly get caught up in wonder are more generous and emphasize their connectedness to other people. We are literally designed to experience wonder. And as much as the shepherds and Mary and Joseph knew about the baby Jesus in that moment and were caught up in wonder of who he was, we knew we now know so much more today. That this child was not only a Messiah who had come to bring God's healing, hope, restoration, and forgiveness into the world, but was in fact the infinite living God who chose to be born in a human egg to grow in Mary's womb and was born in a backwater, unimportant part of the Roman Empire. This is not just a wonder. This is wonder of wonders. The God of the universe chose not to remain distant from us, but to come to us and to come for us. Wonder of wonders that God has come. Good art has the ability to draw us into wonder, doesn't it? If we could put the painting up here. This painting here is a painting that I, I really enjoy by the 17th century Dutch painter Matthias Stomer. And there's a few things that I really appreciate about this painting. The first is the Christ child at the center. With the darkness in the background, it's as if the whole light of the universe shines and radiates through this child giving us a glimpse of this child's identity, that it is the light of the world, God himself, who has come. But I think my favorite part of this painting is looking at Mary and Joseph and the shepherds who are literally leaning in to attend to this child, so caught up in its glory and so caught up in wonder that they're literally leaning in, hanging on it in attention. Even though there's so much that is historically inaccurate about this painting, as obviously Jesus was not a light bulb, <laughs> and Mary, Joseph, and the shepherds were probably definitely not 17th century Dutch people, it invites us into something quite beautiful. It invites us to mimic the response of the shepherds and Mary and Joseph, to lean in, to get caught up in something so much bigger than ourselves and even for a moment to attend ourselves to something so beautiful, so glorious, and something so much bigger than ourselves to get caught up in wonder. If you're anything like me, then Christmas is likely one of, if not the busiest seasons of the year. This may be the first time you have sat in two weeks. And yet today on Christmas morning, we are invited to slow down, to stop, to attend to the wonder and glory of the moment that God has come. 
the wonder and glory that God not only came 2,000 years ago, but continues to come to us and for us today. A God who is with us and who is for us. Wonder of wonders, God has come. Now, before we close, I invite us to um, pay attention to Mary's response. As I said earlier, Mary was likely the source of this account, and she tells us not just the response of the whole room, but herself. A little bit later in verse 19, we read, But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. When we hear that word pondered in our hearts, we may think that Mary is contemplating it, thinking about it, examining this moment at a distance. But the word is so much more intimate than that. One of my favorite writers and translators, Eugene Peterson, says it like this. I think this really captures the moment. Mary kept all these things to herself, holding them dear, deep within herself. This wasn't something that she was holding and examining at a distance, but she was caught up in an encounter, examining and taking it with deep within herself. It's a wonder that leads to an encounter, an encounter not just of wonder, but an encounter with the living God. And we are invited today to follow Mary's response to lean in over the Christ child and even for a few moments to attend to the glory and wonder that God has come and to allow the beauty and wonder of this moment to lead to an encounter that God not only came 2,000 years ago but continues to come to us and for us today. It's the same reality that the Christmas carol which we're about to sing, O Little Town of Bethlehem, points us to. The same Christmas carol that Ken read a part of last night, and which I want to read a part of again today. This is the final verse of the Christmas carol, O Little Town of Bethlehem. Let me invite you for a moment to close your eyes, to lean in, to get caught up in the wonder and beauty of the moment that God has come as I read this verse. O child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. O come to us, abide in us our Lord Emmanuel. Jesus, we thank you that you are beautiful and glorious. And just as we can get caught up in the wonder of looking at mountains or the ocean or a newborn child, that we can get caught up in the wonder that the infinite living God came to live in a child. And that you continue to come to us today. As the Christmas carol sang, we pray that you would continue to abide in us, to come to us, you who are our Lord and our Emmanuel. I pray that today we could get caught up in the wonder that you have come and a living encounter with you.
as you abide in us and give your life to us. Wonder of wonders, you have come. Amen.